Welcome to Walking the Wizard's Path, an exploration of the Western occult tradition via meditation. I'm your host, Brad Sung. Episode 4, Vegetarianism, Violent Spirits, and Boxes. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to announce that we are on Patreon. So if you want to support us, please find us there and sign up. For that launch, I will be putting up three bonus episodes this month. Every month there will be additional episodes. And as always, thank you for your support. There was a time I was a vegetarian. I was not a vegetarian for the reasons most people are vegetarians. It was not for environmental reasons. It was not for my desire for hamburgers that created a market for inexpensive beef that ended up deforesting the planet and adding to greenhouse gases. No, it was not because of hamburgers. It was not for health reasons, because my cholesterol was too high, though it was. It was not for religious reasons, because I did not want to harm any living thing. I considered a path I walk a martial one, and I will let you figure that one out on your own. The reason I was a vegetarian was for magical reasons. The act of eating other creatures that had to be killed was making me encounter violent spirits. The story is not about the virtues of vegetarianism or violent spirits. Actually, the story is about boxes. Allow me to explain. During that period, I would meet a friend for dinner, and he would ask me, why wasn't I eating meat? So I told him my reasons. Those reasons never stuck, and after the fourth time, I stopped trying to explain. It wasn't because he wasn't intelligent. It was because my reasons for not eating meat made no sense to him. He had no experience or frame of reference for anything I was telling him. In short, there was no box for him to put the story. You see, for you to have a box for it, it means you have to deem it important. Otherwise, it goes into the cognitive trash bin. I should probably spell this out. This doesn't just pertain to magic. It deals with experience in general. Reasoning is not a substitute for experience. You cannot get there by reading a book. Being a magician requires that you step outside the confines of your cultural conditioning. Being a magician requires the ability to deal with ambiguous information. In practical terms, this means there is an I don't know box. Or, I know it's important, but I don't know why it's important, at least not yet. If you have difficulty with ambiguity, if a lack of certainty brings incredible amounts of anxiety, then magic is not for you. The most cringy magical writings I come across are the ones where a person has had one experience they cannot explain, but they lack the humility to know the limits of their own knowledge, and they spin out some batshit theory to explain it. Almost everyone at some point in their life experiences something anomalous, but that doesn't make you a magician. A magician must have both experience and learning, in fact, many experiences and a lifetime of learning. What are you cognitively putting out to the trash? That is the focus of today's meditation. 
I hope you gain benefit from this work. I recognize it's not always easy to enter into these meditations. If you are having difficulty, here is a suggestion. Sit comfortably in silence for 10 minutes. When your mind has calmed down, do the guided meditation. I want you to find some place quiet where you will be left alone for 20 minutes. Do not meditate at your work desk where you watch TV, play video games, or do any other task. Pick a spot that is only used for this practice. And do not meditate while driving. Close your eyes. Make sure your spine is straight. Place your hands on your thighs with your palms up. Take a breath in, then exhale. Bring your awareness to your physical body. Notice any discomfort, tightness, or aches. If there are any, acknowledge them. Place your mind in that spot. Take a breath. Then exhale. Allow the body to be still. If any thoughts arise, observe them and allow them to pass. If any memories arise, observe them and also allow them to pass. walking a narrow path around a lake. There are people jogging and strolling at their own pace. You take some shade under a tree that affords a gorgeous view. There are the usual suspects of birds on the lake, but you see something very unexpected come into view from behind a large mass of tall reeds. It is a massive black swan. It is bigger than the biggest bird you've ever seen. The swan is serene, graceful, beautiful. There is a gentleman who comes by to admire the view. You point out the massive black swan. Oh, that's nice. Barely glancing in that direction. I never much cared for birds. And he leaves. You place your attention back to where the swan was. The swan is now gone. In its place, a person is standing at the foot of the lake. That person is staring at you. The gentleman returns. Damn it, I'm always forgetting something important. Did I drop my phone here? You reply that you did not see it. It must be somewhere nearby. The man does not see the person in front of you, and he leaves. You bring your attention back to the person by the lake. But now they too are gone. They left something for you. You draw closer to examine it. What is it? 
you find yourself in a large rustic hall. Overhead are wooden girders. There are wooden benches and a large central fireplace where meat is roasted. An elaborate feast is being held. Various town folks are present, along with clergy. There's a table filled with dishes folks have brought to the feast. Curiously, amongst the dishes, you see something you recognize from your past, incongruously placed between the feast items. What is the thing that doesn't belong there? One priest has taken notice of you. He is very different from the others. He starts approaching you. You wonder why no one else is seeing this. As if reading your mind, he replies, It is easier for them not to see me at all than to acknowledge us. Do you know why you are seeing that item at the feast table? I will give you a clue. Thank the priest for his suggestion, and bid him peace. You are in an unremarkable residential neighborhood. It has been raining a great deal recently, and the moisture hangs thick in the air. You walk down one quiet street and find the atmosphere getting even thicker. A jogger passes you by into the thick fog ahead. There's the sound of sneakers and mud, then silence. You pass through the very same fog and find yourself by some very large bushes. Behind the bushes is a very old structure, a stone tower falling apart into ruin. An old reservoir? You look up. That's when you notice it. It looms over you by several stories. It is very still, and its eyes are fixed on you. You do not move, and it does not make a sound. It is a massive serpent. It looks like it could swallow a cow whole. You think about the jogger. To your surprise, the serpent speaks. I have been authorized to deliver you a message and not eat you. At some point, you will meet that which evades all your current categories. Such experiences can go many ways. For it to go well for you, I suggest you re-examine some of your categories. Here are my suggestions. Thank the snake for its suggestions and bid it peace. Take a breath in, then exhale.
Open your eyes. Write down all that you've experienced. Date it with episode number and title. Write it down, even if you don't understand it. As you spend the rest of the week, I want you to consider what was presented to you. Do you have a box toad experiences you don't understand? Or are they going to the trash? I hope you receive benefit from this work. And if it speaks to you, I hope you will stick around. Sign up to Patreon, like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a thoughtful review. These actions help others to find the podcast. And as always, thank you for your support.